This is Randy Hosman with Becker's Clinical Leadership Podcast. Here's your daily industry news brief for July 28th. First, the demand for traveling nurses spiked during the pandemic. Some earned up to $10,000 a week. Due to rising wages, HCA Healthcare sharply lowered its full-year guidance earlier this year. At the same time, shares of temporary medical staff providers like cross-country healthcare and AMN Healthcare Services more than doubled in the past five years. However, according to a report from the Wall Street Journal, the traveling nurse market may be declining. On Friday, HCA released their second quarter profits, which beat Wall Street estimates. This reaffirmed its full-year outlook and increased its stock by 11%. Meanwhile, Tenant Healthcare saw gains of 6% after markets closed on Thursday. HCA CEO says expenses for temporary staff were down about 22% in June compared to April. HCA CFO predicts that, quote, over the course of the year, we'll continue to see hopefully a reduction in the utilization of that contract labor, unquote. After HCA and Tenant released their results, cross-country stock plummeted 17%, while AMN dropped 11%. Second, the CDC warns physicians and public health experts of a potentially deadly bacterium that was detected in U.S. soil and water samples for the first time. Researchers detected the bacterium Burkholderia soidomaliae in the Gulf Coast region of southern Mississippi. The bacterium can infect humans through direct contact or through open wounds. It causes a rare and serious disease called melioidosis. Experts say the risk of spreading from person to person is extremely low. Researchers identified the bacterium while investigating two human melioidosis cases in southern Mississippi, reported in July 2020 and May 2022. Both patients were hospitalized with sepsis due to pneumonia, but recovered after receiving antibiotics. The CDC says it's unclear how long B. soidiomalii has been in the U.S. or how widespread it is. The agency encourages clinicians to familiarize themselves with melioidosis. Also, be aware of the potential for more cases to arise. The CDC says once the bacterium is well established in the soil, it cannot feasibly be removed. Third, the U.S. could soon declare monkeypox a public health emergency. As of yesterday, the U.S. confirmed 4,639 cases. HHS may declare this emergency at their media update today. The World Health Organization advises men who have sex with men to limit their sexual partners. There are over 18,000 cases globally. The spread remains concentrated among men who have sex with men. The FDA has signed off on an additional 786,000 doses of the Genios monkeypox vaccine. During today's media conference, HHS will detail the allocation of shots. The U.S. identified its first monkeypox case in a pregnant woman. After the baby's birth, both mother and baby are doing well. CDC officials say the baby did not appear to have contracted the disease from their mother during her pregnancy. The CDC will make monkeypox a nationally codifiable condition, which will take place on Monday, August 1st. 
It directs state health agencies to share surveillance data, which allows the CDC to better track the virus's spread. Fourth, the CEO at Memorial Care Long Beach Medical Center in California and the COO at Miller Children's and Women's Hospital Long Beach in California are both resigning. The two announced their resignations on Tuesday in a letter to staff. They are each pursuing other opportunities. Fifth, more than two years into the pandemic, researchers are still struggling to answer a crucial question about the virus. How long is someone with COVID-19 infectious? The question seems simple, but scientists and infectious disease experts say the answer is anything but. In December, the CDC lowered its recommended isolation time for people with COVID-19. It dropped from 10 days to five. The CDC noted that most virus transmission occurs one to two days before symptoms and two to three days after. However, scientists point to mounting research that suggests people may be infectious well into the second week of their illness. Various factors can affect how quickly the virus that causes COVID-19 clears from someone's system and they are no longer infectious. These factors include emerging variants, vaccination history, and natural immunity. In reality, being infectious or not infectious is not black and white. As a general rule of thumb, anyone who still tests positive on a rapid antigen test shouldn't go out and interact closely with people. Thank you for listening. Do you want more of the latest info about clinical leadership delivered directly to your inbox every weekday? Subscribe to the Becker's Clinical Leadership and Infection Control e-newsletter on our website at www.beckershospitalreview.com forward slash quality.